Welcome to the Confident Content Creators Podcast, where we'll talk about how to live unapologetically and show up as your most authentic self online. Hey, it's Lindsay, confident content coach, boy mom, and corporate nine to fiver. I'm an extroverted introvert who loves to talk about all things social media and how to create confident content that converts your followers into your ideal client. On this podcast, we're going to get clarity around your content strategy and hear real life stories from boss babes, just like you, who are showing up confidently online. I know how hectic and busy entrepreneurial life can be. So let's dive right in. All right. Welcome back to the Confident Content Creators Podcast. Today, I have with me Sarah Olson. Sarah, how are you? I'm great. Thank you, Lindsay. How are you? I am doing so good. Sarah is currently in the UK as I am in the US and we're about seven hours apart. So thank you so much for making time to come on here and talk to me on this podcast. I'm super excited. I'm super excited to join you. Good. Okay. So Sarah is an accredited business coach and mentor. She is certified by the International Authority of Professional Coaching and Mentoring and trained by the esteemed coaching masters to a level four. Sarah empowers ambitious women to find themselves caught between opportunity and overwhelm to launch and scale their dream businesses as well as unlock their full potential as a fabulous female entrepreneur. Sarah has nurtured, grown, and managed many successful businesses across her 15-year entrepreneurial career across the range of sectors with business owners around the world. Sarah, thank you so much. We're really blessed to have you and your expertise on the podcast. I'm super excited. Tell me a little bit. So you've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. So tell me a little bit about, about your background and how you got started and what you've done over those 15 years. Yeah, absolutely. So my first step into my first business as an entrepreneur really was around the time that I met my now husband. (laughs) We spent the first year writing a business plan and after a year we launched our own photography studio. And we were competing with the big guys over here in the UK, really. All the doors seemed to open for us. The bank said yes. Our dream luxury farmhouse location said yes. The opportunities kept coming. And we scaled that business from scratch to a six-figure turnover in the first year. We were hit by the recession, but we stayed determined. We managed to diversify, come away from a physical building for photography and go more freelance, focus more on weddings. And then from there, I had another couple of businesses around the time my second child was when my maternity leave had finished, when my time off with him had finished. So I then set up a business support virtual assistant business that became a concierge business. So again, a lot of kind of adapting and pivoting as times changed and customers wanted different things. Fast forward to today, I now run a holiday rental business on the beautiful Isle of Anglesey over here in the UK, which is in North Wales. And I also work as a coach and mentor supporting other business owners to really get clarity on what their next steps are, build their confidence, hit their goals so that they can start and grow their dream business, really. So it's been quite a journey, a lot of adapting, as I say, a lot of determination and resilience, but learned a lot along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it's so interesting that you talk about having to pivot in your business because yeah, like you said, customers and what they want and what their desires are change over time. Whereas 15 years ago, vacation rentals were not a thing. But today that's like really big. People would prefer a vacation rental over like a hotel room. So I think that's really good that you recognized 
those changes in the market. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's definitely the key to anyone's business journey, really. You have to be prepared to move when things change, move past them, move through them, move around them. There is always a way. Sometimes it's just about getting creative. Yeah. So what kind of advice would you give a female entrepreneur who is feeling that turning point in their business where they need to make that pivot? Yeah. So what I'd really say is, and often it's that that the need to make that pivot is at a crossroads and it could be an unexpected crossroads. It could be one that we've been working towards. We knew it was going to come up. And I think what I'd say is you really need to break down what's going to happen if I do this thing, if take this next step what's going to happen if I don't what's the best and the worst that could happen in those scenarios and really start to look at it in those ways I think the most important thing is that you never stop moving you know everything you're doing should always be moving you forwards closer to your goal and sometimes we just need to pause and reflect on what those goals are what our values are what our why is as well. What's the very reason that we got into business in the first place? Sometimes we can become disconnected from that in the the busyness of the day-to-day. So I think really reconnecting with yourself and then breaking down what's the best that could happen if I take this next step to pivot and what's the worst that could happen. And sometimes, as I say, it's just about getting creative and speaking to if you have a support community as well or a coach or a friend, just to get a different perspective sometimes. I think often as business owners, especially when we work on our own, we can be quite isolated, quite lonely in that decision making. So I think it can be quite useful to really get the perspective and opinion of somebody else to look at things from perspectives that you might not have considered before. Mm, Yeah, I really love that. And I love that you mentioned hiring a business mentor or business coach, because I think a lot of people are hesitant to make that investment in their business when really a business mentor or business coach can help you work through a lot of the questions. They're like an outside point of view to help you see things from a different perspective. What has been your experience with your clients who have hired you, what are some of the biggest shifts that they've been able to make by working with you? Yeah, I think some of the biggest shifts have been really slowing down in that journey for a moment to, as I said before, really reconnect with what their goals are in the first place and what it is they want to achieve. I think some of the biggest breakthroughs have also been you know, people will often have this idea that they want to have a successful business or they want to have more clients or they want to earn more money. And all those things are very vague. There's nothing specific about those wants. And unless we get specific, we'll never achieve those goals. And if we do achieve them, we won't know they've happened because they'll pass us by. So I think it's about really getting specific about what are your goals? What is it you're looking to achieve? How many more sales? How much more money? How many more bookings? And then really breaking down the steps that we need to take to get there. And I think the biggest breakthroughs for people have been that confusion and that overwhelm, and they can't get clear on what those specifics look like until they have somebody to actually ask them those thought-provoking, life-changing questions that they would never have thought to even ask themselves. So the biggest breakthroughs have really been cutting through that overwhelm and getting that clarity. Mm, Yeah. And I love that you talk about getting super specific because I think that is a great advice in any form of your business, whether it's like being specific about your ideal client, being specific about your niche, being super specific and clear about your goals. I think it goes leaps and bounds when you can really narrow that down 
because you'll have the general overview that's still going to happen. But when you're focusing on a specific task or a specific goal, it's a lot easier to track. It's a lot easier to focus on. It's a lot easier to make those baby steps towards. 100%. Absolutely. And as you said there, it's about measuring that progress so that you know how far you've come and that you can acknowledge what success looks like because success doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. For some people, it could be materialistic. It could be a certain amount of money or for others, it could be literally buying more time in their life, more balance. So again, getting specific with what success looks like just as much as your goals can be really powerful. Oh, yeah. I really like that because you're right. Everyone's success story doesn't look the same and not everybody wants the same thing out of their entrepreneurial journey. One thing that you said in there too was recognizing your successes. And I think there's so much power in celebrating what you have done and how far you've come. Because I think so many times we look at the big picture and we see the end goal and how far away we are that we sometimes miss all of the little things that we achieved on the way to get there. Absolutely. And I think one of my biggest tips, Lindsay, for that would be to keep a journal, whether it's a hard copy journal or whether it's notes on your phone or something else. So you can really actually look back at how you felt and what your life looked like at the beginning of your journey. And then as you're going through the months, the weeks, the days, you know, how things change, the goals that you achieve, the challenges you overcome, the the discomfort you put yourself through to get to that other side of progress. So yeah, journaling can be a great way to do that. I'm a big fan of journaling. So I love that advice. So tell me, how has your business been affected now by social media? Because you've been an entrepreneur long enough that you've seen a lot of the changes in social media. How do you use it now for your business? Yeah. So before I even entered the world of business, when I was just just me, just a mum, just a wife, just a girl, I was always very introverted and very private on social media. I kept my profile private. I didn't accept invites from people I didn't know. I'd post very rarely, had that I don't know, that sense of needing to be private almost, being inspired by other people who were more extroverted and more confident. I guess my upbringing and what I learned about confidence on social media was that it was potentially a form of arrogance. So when I was seeing these confident people, I was believing that they were seen as arrogant in almost like a negative way. But then I think as I started my businesses and started to learn more about social media, I really started to appreciate that it's more than that. Confidence is people living their authentic lives, being vulnerable, being honest, being true. And they're genuinely happy in their lives with how they look, with what they're doing, with their communities. And I really had a huge mindset shift myself and perspective shift as well in really embracing that confidence in other people and being empowered by it to adopt it myself. So I think when I started showing up more authentically online and I started being more visible and I started feeling more confident, I think I really got it. I'd come full circle in that original perception that it was an arrogance to really appreciating that actually, no, it's just people living their authentic, confident lives. So it was a journey for me. And I'd say I'm definitely more of an extroverted introvert now than the introvert I was at the beginning of the journey. 
I am also an extroverted introvert and nobody believes me because they're like, you're so outgoing. And I'm like, on the internet? Yeah, because <laughs> it is a little bit, to me, a little bit of a safe place because you can't really see the reaction on the other end of the screen unless oh, there's always trolls and they're always haters. But for the most part, it is a very beautiful, very uplifting community if you curate it that way and you surround yourself by other uplifting and amazing people. But you're right. I think that there's a big stigma around people showing up confidently online, even nowadays, is it comes across as arrogance or egotistical or like it's all about them and they're just trying to show off when really it's just people stepping into their confidence and being who they authentically are. Absolutely. And I think I think often we don't admit to ourselves that we do want to be this confident, more happy version of ourselves. And if we allowed ourselves to be, then we would all be showing up confidently and authentically online. But I think there's so much behind that, isn't there? There's fear of showing up online, fear of judgment, fear of a negative reaction. But as you said, you surround yourself with that supportive, empowering, uplifting community, surround yourself with positive people who you want to be in that online community. Then the only way is up and there's only love and support out there with those communities. Mm, Yeah. And it goes to show like how much power we have over our own social media because when we allow positive uplifting empowering people into our space our feed automatically becomes positive uplifting and empowering where if we pay attention to a lot of the negative if we react instead of being proactive when it comes to negativity online we're going to attract more of that i am a firm believer of you are what you attract kind of thing or you attract what you how do I want to say that yeah, yeah. the laws of attraction you you attract yes. what you put out you attract yes, yeah that's what I was trying to say what you put out you attract yeah most definitely so what does authenticity look like to you because everyone is different but what does it look like to you being authentic on the internet yeah I think it's not being afraid to share your story what's happening in your life what's going on the wins as well as the struggles that's authentic it's the balance I'd say maybe when problems arise or challenges come up the way we handle them and I've always been a firm believer that there is no such thing as a problem (laughs) it's just a solution that's waiting to be creatively unmasked Yeah, I think it's about showing up authentically, showing the balance, showing that you're a real person. You go through the same struggles and highs and lows as everybody else. Being authentic in the way you deal with that. And my point is to want to empower others to to find solutions as well. So rather than be authentic and negative in that authenticity and that vulnerability, it's more about sharing those stories with people so that they can relate and then uplifting others as well who are going through the same thing. And I think the more people we see doing that as well, and us being on the receiving end of that, oh, they've gone through the same thing and they've overcome it. Look at what they did. That's a great idea. I would never have thought of that. I think sharing those stories of how we're all overcoming challenges can be so empowering in itself. Oh, yeah, definitely. And especially as business owners, because I think, like you said earlier, that it can be isolating in your entrepreneur journey. But when you are vulnerable and authentic about the struggles that you're going through, you can still share about those struggles and still keep it a very happy and positive, uplifting uplifting space just by being honest and vulnerable, saying, hey, I went through this thing too. Like, 
how can I help? Or have you ever been through it? And just being, being true to what struggles you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody wants to hear that someone else has been through something they've been through and, you know, that they get them, they understand them, they feel heard just through listening to your story. I think that's something that we all crave and we all appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. So how does this translate? This sharing your struggles, being authentically you as a business owner or as a business mentor, you can easily share your business struggles or the stories of clients that you work with. But how does that translate to like your vacation rental property? How do you show up authentically and unapologetically as a property owner on online? Like, how do you share about that side of your business? Yeah. So one of the very reasons that I focused my business specifically on supporting other holiday rental owners was because I felt really let down by other owner communities, really. There was a lot of negativity in there, a lot of negative emojis, a lot of kind of moan and drone. And really, I'd arrived in those spaces looking for support, for motivation to feel uplifted, and it was lacking. So I really saw a need for myself just as much as other owners to provide that space. And I guess showing up authentically as a holiday rental owner myself to other owners has been about sharing the struggles I've been through. So for example, as a dog-friendly property, we do get claw marks on the doors from time to time. But at the end of the day, you is which way you want to look at that. Are you going to let that ruin your week? Or are you going to hop to the shop and buy another tub of paint and just repaint that door and let it go? Sometimes it's about how we approach and how we handle these situations. And we have insurances as well to cover damage to properties. So I think sometimes it's about trying to level with people that you've been in the same space, but also share that perspective that if we can plan for how we're going to overcome these problems before they even arise, then we've always got a solution rather than just thinking, oh, what happens if the worst happens and letting it happen and then feeling really off course, really, I guess, with what we do next, it may be really angry and upset. I think if we can plan for these things and hear each other's stories, hear how other people are overcoming these problems in the same space, in the same business sector as each other, then I think there's something quite powerful in that for helping each other through that journey. I love that. And how do you attract new clients to stay at your property? Or is it all word of mouth? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so I had quite an interesting journey, actually. So my first year with my holiday rental, we were with an agent who was very good, but I felt very disconnected from building a relationship with my guests. I had no connection with them because there was a third party in the middle. From the second year, I took the reins completely myself, took a leap of faith, even when I didn't feel confident, because I believed that I could offer something really, really special to my guests. And what I did was really started to engage with them during their stay. So before and after, I would send a little arrival and departure notes. I'd check in to make sure everything was okay with their stay. I'd incentivize them to book another stay, come back. We're actually quite generous with our loyalty discounts and offers. And that's enabled me to build a really strong email list. So now I can share special offers and newsletters direct to the people who've stayed and who really love our property. So I've definitely found creative ways to do that. Obviously, there's social media as well. Um, But I think really connecting with your guests, understanding the reasons for their stay as well. We've had couples honeymoon with us. We've had birthdays. We've had anniversaries. 
And just doing those little extra touches with a more luxurious welcome hamper to usual or arranging for flowers or balloons to be delivered to the property or recommending a really special restaurant. So there's definitely lots of ways that I've managed to engage with my guests on a personal level. And I think that's been about leading my business with heart, really, rather than any any other types of sales strategies. It's about putting the you into your business. Oh, I love that. And that's such a unique way to run your business because it is all about the connection and building that community and letting them know that you're a real person behind the house. Like it's not just the house that they're renting. They're renting your time and your attention. And I think that's so beautiful. You did talk about one thing that I... I'm trying to talk more about, but also trying to get into myself and that's email marketing, because especially with like social media, it's great to market yourself on social media. It's great to share and to have that community on that space. But it's also important to know that we don't own our social media followers or friends. And so at any time we can lose them, or maybe they decide to unfollow us for whatever reason, or our accounts get hacked, God forbid, but building an email list is something that you own. So you had talked about how you built a list just through your repeat clients, but what are some best practices when it comes to email marketing that you could suggest or give a tip or advice on to entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. From the very beginning of building that list on the email marketing journey is to definitely have some sort of pop-up form on your website or if you have a link tree or on your social media, always have a link to encourage new signups. But then, as I say, the people are already staying with you, you're already connected with them. So make sure you are reaching out and nurturing them before and after their their experience with you, whether that's a holiday rental or another business. With emails, templates and formats, I definitely say the call to action is huge. You could send an email with an offer with no end date and they might remember to do it. They, They might think, oh, I'll come back to that next week. There's no real urgency. So I always find the best success we've had has been perhaps when we're looking to fill last minute dates in the property and we will send an email shot out maybe say on a Thursday or a Friday with an offer that will end on the Monday. So it creates that urgency. It creates that sense of scarcity as well because it's, hey, my valued subscribers, but at the same time, this offer is going to end soon and we've only got a couple of days left or a week left. You know, it's going to go. So I think in the language you use and the call to action and the timing of when you do things, I think that can be really key to focus in on. Oh, I love that. And I love that you mentioned the call to action because that's one of my favorite pieces on social media, email marketing in general. You have to tell them what to do next. If you're not telling them what to do next, there's the option to just bow out and not do anything. But even if it's sharing the post or replying to the email, buying an offer or opting into something, you have to tell them what to do or they're going to just skip right past it. Absolutely. And it goes back to what we were saying before about goal setting, being specific in everything we do, not just goal setting, but in the communications. And as you say, the call to action, telling them what specifically we want them to do next. Yeah, it's powerful. Mm, I love that. Speaking of telling people exactly what to do next, I want them to be able to connect with you. What are the best ways, either on the vacation rental side or the business mentor side, if they want to dive in deeper with you and ask more questions about your what you have to offer, where could they find you and where could they connect with you? So the best ways to connect with me would be either Instagram at Sarah Olson Coach or my website is 
saraholson.uk. So nice and straightforward, drop me a DM or a message. I offer complimentary discovery calls so we can have a virtual coffee, get to know each other a little bit better and see if we're a good fit to work together. So yeah, that'd be super. Oh, I love that. And I will put all of her links in the show notes. You guys can just head down there, click right on her Instagram or her website and get connected with her. All right. And then I understand that you are also going to be doing a giveaway for our listeners today for some free coaching with you. Do you want to tell them a little bit about that? So I am more than happy to offer one lucky listener who's looking to get more clarity and confidence on their next steps in business, a place on my four-week one-to-one coaching and mentoring program. All you have to do is send me a DM on Instagram at Sarah Olson Coach. Let me know a little bit more about yourselves, what your goals are for this year, and why you think coaching and mentoring would be huge for you in achieving those goals. And I will pick one lucky listener at random from those that DM me. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So send her a DM, let her know that you listened to her episode on confident content creators and then answer those questions for her. I'll put the details of her giveaway in our post today. So if you go over to confident content creators, I will tag her so you can just easily shoot over there, hit follow, send her a message. And then all of the questions that she needs you to answer for that will be in the caption of that post. So thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. That's really generous of you. And You have some amazing advice when it comes to starting your entrepreneur journey, whether you are brand new or seasoned entrepreneur. I'm sure Sarah has some amazing advice just in this podcast alone. I'm like, hold on, let me write some notes. (laughs) Super. Thank you so much, Lindsay. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved being here in this space with you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. If this episode boosted your confidence or helped you find clarity in any way, then will you do me a huge favor and leave a review wherever you're listening? You can also share this episode on your social media and tag at confident content creators. Also, don't forget to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.